Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. Welcome back. Hour two begins now. I am the aforementioned Eric Von Hessler. That is Autumn Fisher. That is English Nick. Jared Yamamoto taking some Memorial Day vacay. It is now time for a little segment we like to call WTF with Autumn Fisher. Some very strange stories that are out there now. So, you know, what the fun and games. Oh, What's going well. on, Autumn Fisher? So, uh, 19 Kids and Counting episodes have been pulled by TLC. Um, this is the Duggar family. Yes, the, the Duggars who have 19 children. Mm-hmm. Uh, their oldest is Josh Duggar and uh, some molestation uh, <laughs> allegations have been resurfaced. I don't think you, can call them, you can't call them allegations right. because he resigned, Josh Duggar. He's now, admitting it. He's 27 years old. Yes. And he was doing some lobbying for, it's kind of a... Kind of a conservative Christian lobbying group, Family Research Council. Right. Uh, I think they're the group that like watches all the television shows and tells us which ones are terrible or do, why Gay agenda that, that sort of thing. Right. Yeah. I think, you know, I've it's not always whenever you see the guy. I may be confusing because uh, I'm thinking is this the one that Brent Bozell is there? I'm not sure, but uh, the Family Research Council basically they lobby government in the name of sort of good Christian values. Mm-hmm. He's 27 years old and he resigned from there because this. This came out. Now, supposedly he was 14 years old. He was 14 at the time. There were... um, There was some groping that went on with sisters. There was some groping of four people, or five people. Four of them were sisters. One was a family friend. And we don't know how old the sisters were. I mean, we can deduce by how... Yeah, just given the the show. If he was 14, then his sisters were... I don't know, also 14. Well, she had so many kids in a row. <laughs> like, who knows? <laughs> uh, hit number four for people who don't know the Duggars. This is the story of my family. We are not a typical family. And it's not just because of our enormous size. We have very conservative values. Our children watch very little television. And we closely monitor their access to the internet, among other things. As for school, that happens around the dining room table. To make ends meet, we own several commercial properties that we rent out. Even though we're nine times the size of an average family we somehow make it all work so there's a there's a lot to go through here if you look at this period of time everyone's being as transparent as they can now i understand that so if you look back at this period of time this kid's 14 years old these allegations come up apparently he confesses to it or something like that to his parents the parents uh uh get in touch with because everyone had to be apologized so it seems to me like maybe there's somebody that's outside of the family maybe that was sleeping over or something that was involved as well Uh, he was either caught in their room in somebody else's room like coming out of their room at an inappropriate time so he 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 confessed to this then they gathered around him. Uh, it seems to me in the, in the in the early going, the family kind of did the right thing. They sort of set him off to a kind of a camp where you could be structured, you know, you know, be around men's men who teach you how to be a man. He did some like, physical labor where they, he, right. they he was helping right. someone remodel a building or something. Uh, I believe they took him to counseling or something. What they they tried to take care of this. 
I applaud the family for that. Look, when someone's 14 years old, this isn't a 30-year-old doing this, and we all know that sometimes it just doesn't stop, but you can't throw a 14-year-old away. There's too much life ahead. I feel like they did the right thing in the beginning in trying to get massive counseling. And with all of that responsibility, what I do not understand is why in that first blush, within a year of that happening, they invite the cameras in. Now, my understanding is this show didn't start as a series. It started as a special. Right. It, the first special uh, was called F- uh, 14 Kids and Pregnant Again or right. something like that. Right. But they were made aware of the inappropriate touching uh, in 2002, and the first special was in September 2004. So there's uh, something something less than two years, because it could have been December 2002 right, or whatever. Exactly. So they're very close to this. And what I don't, uh, on one hand, where you're seeing the responsibility of the family gathering around saying, we've got to fix this. I get that. We can all disagree or, or agree on how to do that. But they did go into, let's fix this mode. But at the same time, they invite cameras into their home. Now, maybe the whole idea in that opening, we monitor the internet. All I can, if I'm erring on the side of them being trying to do the right thing, maybe if you ignore the real world so much, you don't understand the internet and you don't understand things like that. But for me, living in the year, whatever they really got going there in 2004, how you could not think that this would get out at some point. Now, let's even say that I'm not, I don't want to argue the whether you can be cured or whatever. Right. I mean, for purposes of argument, let's say the kid has this problem, the family gathers around the kid, counseling is involved, and the kid gets through it and, 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 and grows up and is a, a normal, you know, normal's the wrong word, but a functioning <laughs> adult, right? right? So how they wouldn't know that by bringing cameras into their home, this was going to be found out at some time. And at that point, this person's life is ruined. Now, what we don't know now is whether it deserves to be ruined. We're not in his mind. Right, because we he's had to resign. Or he, uh, maybe he wasn't forced to resign. He beyond resigned. That, beyond that. That's uh-huh. all he's going to be known for now. Right. So when you're a parent, your job is to protect your children. That's why against, I'm against these viral videos. There's a new viral video of a lady um, shaming her, her kid for dressing inappropriately. And, and being not, on Facebook. And, and people, oh, yeah. this is a great mom. No, it's not. Because you don't humiliate your children. That video, that girl may grow up to be the world's greatest nurse or the, a great astronaut or whatever. But that video is always going to be there. So by the, what I don't understand out of these Duggars is while having this going on to invite cameras in to your home, I think that you should have known that this would get. There's no way to have a successful TV show in this era with the internet and everything. And my understanding is, and this is going to be the next scandal, these rumors have been around forever. Uh, supposedly, Oprah Winfrey uh, canceled an appearance with them in 2006 before the show even got going because of rumors that were out there. Right. The next scandal is, what did the uh, people at TLC know, and when did they know it? Now, it's a rumor, and you could say, well, we didn't know it, but you know, if the, when, when were they aware of the fact that there was a lot of smoke, which means there could be fire? Because my feeling is that's the most popular reality show on TLC. That was a moneymaker, right? So that's yeah. going to be, I mean, the other stuff is like my 500-pound life or whatever. Yes, and so, my American gypsy wedding or a, something. It's like a freak show. Uh, it kind of is, yeah. yeah. So it's, oh, and little people. There's oddities. like short people, too. Oddities, yeah. uh-huh. you know, that, that kind of thing. So my guess is this was their most successful show. So that's going to be the next scandal. What did TLC know and when did they know it? Because, you know, a lot of these um, sort of... Uh, 
you know, these uh, these scandal sheets online are saying, look, these rumors have been around forever. There's nothing right. new here, and there's no way that TLC couldn't, you know. So at I, least I think be aware of them and research them enough to say, yeah. uh oh, there's something going on here. Look, if you if it, look, I understand people want to be famous, and look, why am I doing this? You know, people want to be seen, they want to be heard. I, I get that, but when, as a parent, you have to do what's best for your child. And if they actually believed that we have rehabilitated this child, he, you know, he was he was not right. acting appropriately when he first started getting sexual thoughts. Okay? In 2003, we squashed it. We yeah, fixed right. it. It's over. Now we're moving on. Hey, 2004 comes. Let's yeah, TLC wants to do a special. Let's do it. At the very at the very least, that is naive to think that that, mm. that this once you get out there, especially the moralizing. This is like the Bill Cosby element of this, where it's not so much that Bill Cosby was just this comedian. Bill Cosby was moralizing his whole career, telling boys how to be men, mm -hmm. telling you know, telling us how to live our lives right, telling us about the family structure. Same thing here. And they knew that. They knew that part of, of getting a hit show was their evangelist, and they want to evangelize the word, and they want to turn yes. people on to their lifestyle. So you know, I understand that people want to get out there, but when you have children... One of the main responsibilities you have is to protect them. Mm -hmm. And there's no way that this wasn't going to be found out. So their big mistake was knowing that this was there and deciding to become a public family and a big public family and a public family that tells everyone else how they should mm -hmm. live their lives to be morally correct. Um, that's a high standard. You know, I, the, the whole holier-than-thou act is, is, a, is something that very few people can actually... I don't think there's ever been a scandal around Billy Graham, right? He, he's been around... He, he, he did his ministry for like 70 years, and he's somebody who there was never a scandal about that I know of. Maybe there was that I know of, but it is rare that you can go out there and say, you know, that we live life right, and you should live like us, and, and if you, it's... When I look at it, when I see all those kids, one of them's going to embarrass you. Mm -hmm. If you if you if you create a community, right? Like if I have if I have twenty kids, <laughs> I'm assuming odds. I'm assuming one of them's going to jail. Yeah, <laughs> you know, somebody's going to do something wrong. So or someone might be gay. Just right. odds. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> uh, right. Which would be a big deal for that family. Right. Right. Exactly. Um. You know. So I just I cannot understand the move mm -hmm. to and, and TLC this is such a money maker they haven't actually canceled the show what they've done is said we're not going to run reruns because right. you'd see Josh saying this or that you know which would just seem ridiculous saying like I saved my first kiss yes. for my wedding day exactly Oops, so, <laughs> yeah, exactly <laughs> so um, so TLC doesn't even want to let go yet but my guess wow. is this show's gone there's just no way now maybe they'll go with a couple of the girls and just follow them in their right. marriages or whatever but uh, you know be careful if you're gonna tell people but even that it's you're saying that if those girls were the ones that were touched right. now we're watching them and wondering like yeah, did, was that one of them you know? exactly they're gonna have to come clean about this yeah. uh, they're, they're being pretty transparent they really I are. just don't understand that decision so long ago I, when they're when you're an evangelist your job is to evangelize and mm -hmm. to get the word out and i understand that but uh, as a parent your first job is to protect your children and if you thought that you had saved this person that you had rehabilitated this person the other step is we can't become famous because there's no way it won't come out and then when it does come out it's going to follow him forever so i, I don't know what this kid's like now i don't know what his thought processes are now he may be completely you know, like normal, right? You know, likes adults. Right. I, I, you know, that could, but at this point, because of the decision they made so many years ago, that doesn't matter. Nothing sticks. Murderer does not stick to you 
the way child molester does. You know, the only thing he can do is come out and have his own program of like rehabilitation yeah, or something. Yeah, I know, but it's still... He's For still, other people who are in that But community. he's still that guy. And what they've yeah. done to him by accepting those cameras and accepting fame is they've put that on him forever now, even if he is, I don't know the word to use, whole, normal, cured, I don't mm-hmm. know. Uh, that's a real tough one. The recidivism rate is very high. But again, I would say you don't throw a 14-year-old away. I understand what they did then. Big mistake going for fame. Big mistake. More WTF when we return. La, 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 la. 77 degrees. Get to a high of 82. A little bit gusty out there. My notes tell me it could get up to 20 miles per hour Woo! at times. So be careful as you're walking down the road. Uh, this weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. If we go quick enough, I believe we can fit one more WTS story in here, Autumn Fisher. Of course. So a Sweet 16 party was ruined by an airplane that was flying overhead after it released its uh, bathroom contents. Is that what I should say? I think that that is, will pass muster. Sure. sure. Uh, turn on your microphone. Or even waste. Yes. That, yes, that's, it's that's bathroom even waste. Little, I like, I like what, did you, what did you say? Uh, bathroom, bathroom contents? I think that gives us all we need to know. That's right. In, in, this, in this world. <laughs> so this poor girl, and it, the story that I'm seeing on this, basically they make it seem like she blew out the candles. <laughs> and, then, and then this rain What did of, she wish for? I wonder uh, if it was interpreted. And, uh, perhaps yep. she wished for that. Yep. And in which case, it would have been a miracle. Maybe the party was really lame. She's like, I just wish something uh, would end this end party. End this party. <gasps> So a rain of bathroom contents, Mm. this poor girl, her sweet 16, that's the way that I read the story. Mm. Basically, she blows out the candles and then like like a scene from Carrie, (laughs) bathroom contents (laughs) fall from the sky on top of her. And we used to always wonder about this when I was a kid. You know, where do those bathroom... Co- are they allowed to... Nick, I had you look this up. Are they allowed to drop that over the ocean or something? No, or? The, the valve to release it is on the outside of the plane. So what happens, they release it after... It gets emptied after they land. Right, right. Like a Winnebago. But when from you time- stop and you, <laughs> empty, you empty out the bumper. From time to time, apparently, if it malfunctions, there can be some seepage. Well, this is a little more than some. <laughs> and the word seepage is just yeah. so gross, isn't it? So... So yeah, I guess that makes sense. That it would uh, it would be on the outside. That yeah. because and and I think you have to your your plan B, your failsafe is if anything happens, we would rather that it break outside because if you're one hour into a four hour flight yeah. and that breaks open inside that cabin, that's going to be horrible. Yeah. You don't want it to so, end up in the in the oxygen system above your heads. No, no. I'd rather release. it end up on the sweet sixteen girl. <laughs> I mean, what? Talk about not being able to live something down. I hope they had another party. Yeah. I hope they said that was the rehearsal party. That one didn't turn out very well. <laughs> we recognize that you're not going to turn 16 again, so we're going to do something for you here. Maybe she was a brat. She deserved it. <laughs> That's always a possibility. I wanted was- a red Ferrari! <laughs> That's a possibility. Maybe, maybe it was she karma. Maybe she didn't feel like number one. Oh, you did it! Uh, well, how do you know? I mean, she could. I think she's. She, I think she got all the numbers, all the way up one through five. <laughs> everything dropped on this. Uh, I know. On, there's more uh, than just one uh, and two that goes the, into a bathroom. The, everything goes into into, into the uh, the bathroom stuff. So, all right. Well, I feel bad for this. Do we know this young lady's name? It says here, Janica. Mm. I don't have the last name. This is in Philadelphia. Janica is my birthday, you and know, I got pooped on. <laughs> have you been to Philadelphia lately? No. That may not have been a plane. That may actually drop from a cloud. That city gets disgusting. (laughs) Hey, we're going to tackle the boondoggle known as the Atlanta streetcar when we return. 
Everyone has an opinion, but he's got the Von Hessler Doctrine. Eric Von Hessler on WSB. All right, now I'm very, uh, very excited to have a guest. We don't do guests very often on this show, but I read a, a great article earlier in the week in the AJC called A Streetcar Named Denial, which uh, is a great name for the article, but really gets into the Atlanta streetcar, and if I go by this article, really kind of what a, a mess it is right now. Benita M. Dodd is with us. Benita, how are you? I am great, and thank you for having me on your show as one of your rare guests. Yes, you're rare, so you're special. <laughs> you're the vice president of the George Public, Georgia Public Policy Foundation. Exactly what is that? That is a state-focused, free-market think tank. We accept no government funding, and we're, we take a very critical look of government funding, government spending, and um, I guess you could say we're a taxpayer watchdog. Sounds somewhat libertarian, am I right? It sounds kind of libertarian. Largely libertarian. So, uh, I don't know, I haven't done extensive research into the Atlanta streetcar. I, I'm an Atlantan, sort of, but I live in Roswell. Uh, and But my, my gut instinct, my 50 years on this planet, just looking at the Atlanta streetcars, I just think, boondoggle. Because it seems to me that these rail ideas usually come out of academia, and with uh, the types of people who plan communities, they love mass transit, and they especially love rail, and I feel like they like to plop it down anywhere they can, whether it really serves a need or not. Now, you wrote this great article, Streetcar Named Denial. Before we get to the trip that you took on the streetcar itself, what was the promise of the Atlanta streetcar? What, what, was, the, uh, what, what was the idea of why, why it was needed? Well, who knows? You know, way back when, somewhere in the annals, they started out using uh, a transportation goal. And then suddenly, you know, it came to light that it really wasn't going to help transportation that much. So they moved on to an economic development goal. So now it's supposed to boost this whole um, economic, all the economic development in the area. And I rode that, I drove it, and I walked it, and I'm like... You're moving this onto the belt line, and this is what economic development looks like looks like in the corridor now. I don't think it's even accomplishing that promise, and it's really, really disappointing to me because what it does is deprive people who really need public transportation for the spoondoggle, as you call it. Yeah, that's it. what is it? What is it costing a year for Atlanta going forward? For the is, 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 did I read it right? Is four and a half million dollars or something along those lines? Four point eight million for at least the next few years because Marta is involved. It started out when they when the proposal came out in twenty ten. It was supposed to be one point seven million in operating costs. This yeah. is operating costs. Yes. Yeah, this isn't. This has nothing to do with the construction or even really long term maintenance. This is day to day stuff. No, and then the very same day that my article was published in the AJC, the AJC published another article that said that they'd they'd had to ground four of the transportation, four of the operators of the streetcar, and another one I believe left because nobody had bothered to check their credentials properly and they weren't qualified to ride the to to, to operate the streetcars. Yeah, I saw, I saw I saw that story as well, which is kind of strange because they didn't they have to make up what I mean, there isn't really a streetcar operator's license, so they had to sort of make up what qualifications were going to be necessary. I think a commercial license yeah. plus uh, a couple and, and other I, things, I, right? Mm -hmm. And I just noticed that they've put out an, an um, 
openings, positions that are, are available again, and um, the qualification bar isn't very high at all. Yeah. But while I was watching, and this didn't quite get into um, my streetcar op-ed, but I was sitting there and waiting because I was trying to time the interval between the, the, the streetcars. And I watched as the streetcar pulled up and the, opera- the operator hopped out and uh, strolled over to the Waffle House to pick up a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> I'm watching this. And, and Very I'm professional. Thinking, so, you know who's in charge? Yeah, yeah. I think that what happens. I'm, I'm. My guess here is that a lot. This never would have happened. Tell me if I'm wrong, because you guys research this stuff, and I just have knee jerk reactions. My, my guess is that that there was some sort of federal impetus, some sort of funding that came from the feds that got this started. Because without that, without that, they never would have raised the matching funds. That's usually how You're these things start. Absolutely correct. And it was forty-seven million dollars. And at that time, the streetcar was supposed to cost. $67 million. So, so as I said in my op-ed, the last count we have, the last estimate we have of the cost was back in 2013 when they said, oh, we think it's going to be $98 million now. And mm. we haven't heard, I have not seen an updated figure. You know, it's, and it, I, I, it was through your article, I believe, that I saw that you know, a lot of times the idea of these streetcars is, well, we want to get more vehicles off the road. But doesn't mm-hmm. it already go through an area where... Oh, vehicle ownership is very low compared to other areas already, right? Exactly. More than, more than, well, yeah, fifty percent. In fact, fifty percent of the folks within a quarter mile of the streetcar route don't own cars. <laughs> I don't know why they didn't use that money just to improve MARTA. Or I, I absolutely agree with you, and not the kind of rail. That yeah. that they're proposing because that is another boondoggle because the metro Atlanta area does not have the density to justify um, any kind of um, a guided fixed way. And, no. and also, and you know, when you get to the when you fixed get to the, the 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 down the the hmm. downtown area itself is so congested already with pedestrians and vehicles. Adding a streetcar to the situation doesn't it seem to me it probably doesn't no. help anyone. It should probably just it jams it up more. And 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 to, I, I was trying to be so fair because I have read I've written about the streetcar before and I've been very skeptical. So I was trying to be as fair as I could. I didn't go in rush hour. I went in mid morning on a weekday, and I thought, let me see how this goes. And I'm sitting in the streetcar and I'm watching cars back up and turn around because they're tired of trailing the streetcar. Yeah, it's just a, it's one, and they're, they're large. You know, I would think if you, want to, uh-huh. if you want to get rid of congestion, you would have certain ideas that got people out of that congested area. To a certain degree, MARTA does this because you put a stop somewhere outside of the congested area. Pedestrians go that way in order mm-hmm. to catch the train rather than putting a train right in the middle of something that's already congested with too many vehicles and too many people. But like I say, in my opinion, way these things happen is that they more come out of think tanks and think tanks don't say that well not not well there are think tanks come in many different varieties right you, so your yeah. think tank is is libertarian leaning uh maybe conservative leaning and then there are many uh most of the uh commu- yes. maybe not as yeah. pragmatic well the progressives with their community planning they don't they want everyone oh, yeah. to uh not ever venture more than four miles away from their home and Social everything engineering yes. absolutely correct and, and this actually came out of DOT, you're correct. They have an agenda that involves going back to rail, 
getting people. It's, an, it's what Bob Irvin, a long time ago, he was a minority leader in the George, um, Georgia State um, General Assembly, and he was a Republican when the Republicans were still a minority, and he, termed the ter- he, he came up with the term anti-auto extremist. And this is what it is. They will do anything to make it uncomfortable for you to be in your vehicle. Well, that's. A, I think that we now, as a people, are not as social as maybe we were in the nineteen in nineteen oh five. I think people were just more about mass transit and being a part of that. The or maybe vehicle they couldn't afford a vehicle. Oh, but also the and vehicle they had no choice. <laughs> yes, well, vehicles vehicles are make you independent. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's part of yeah. what they do, and uh, and and so that's that in and of itself becomes a bit of an affront. To uh, to the community planners, uh, very quickly, tell us because uh, you do it very well in your article, which is available. I'm sure easy to find. Just put streetcar name denial into any search engine. Tell us a little bit about the trip itself. You you get on the you get on the streetcar and you sort of uh, uh, catalog what you see and what happens around you. Well, interestingly enough, there were two other photographers there um, on that same day uh, taking pictures of the streetcar, and one of them was on the bus. Uh, on the route with me and so we were kind of discussing it he was talking to a few people um the people on there don't look like people who would use it if they had to pay for it let me put it that way it's free we should point that out it's free now and they've and they've extended that free ridership into next year right or something like that yeah well you know it, it wasn't meeting ridership projections when it was free so we might as well make it free for the rest of the year according to uh, mayor kasim reed so you really can't Uh, give this away right i mean this is being given away for free and they're not matching ridership levels okay right and i I mean i'm looking out the window hoping at least that there's something you know if it's economic development maybe there's a brochure talking about the history of the the the, the streetcar maybe there's some kind of um touristy type thing that you know explains the history of the corridor um, because it was it was filled with a few people who were obviously and admitted they were tourists, just curious about it. Um, the the road the route is boring. The, the 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 ride is slow, but I figured okay, if it's a tourist using it, they're going to get out somewhere and they want to walk and see around there, especially down in the Auburn historic district. Mm-hmm. They've done nothing to clean up the district. Graffiti, beer bottles. Um, you just have a general sense of unease walking down there, and some some people are, are mocking me for saying that. And this was this was very unnerving for me. I was very much on my guard. And well, you um, use the term dilapidated. I mean, I, I don't care what how, if you're if you're trying to impress people, dilapidated buildings don't do it. It doesn't. You know, yeah. that's not going to turn on a tourist to say. Now there are some hipsters who find beer bottles and graffiti to be mm-hmm. culture, <laughs> but that not enough to uh, to to sustain the writer. Numbers. Well, and you know what? This is not to put down that area, okay? It's a very interesting area, but I think that instead of spending $100 million on a streetcar, you could have done a lot of mentoring and encouraging the businesses in those areas. Instead, what happened? Those people were left without access to their businesses for more than a year longer than they were promised. Well, aren't some of them now suing the city? Because the city said we would only block access as we build to your... Yeah. To, to your businesses for a certain amount of time. That went on way too long, and now I think AT&T and some other companies are actually suing. So now the city may have to settle up 4 or $5 million with these businesses on top of the money that they're oh, spending yes. on the actual transit. Oh, yes, and then, of course, 15 utilities were affected, mm-hmm. having to move equipment, 
and AT&T just became the first uh, of the utilities to sue. AT&T is looking for $5.7 million in reimbursement for moving that equipment. Guess what? There are 14 other companies coming behind them. Mm. Well, you know, it's, it's, it really goes back to this idea that, uh, you know, allow things to grow naturally and find out what people need. I'm, not, I'm a libertarian at heart. I, I understand that community planning is going to be part of it. I understand that mm-hmm. taxation. I'm not, uh, I'm not a purist. I understand that you're going to have to look out at your city 10, 15 years. What do we need? What's our population? Is it growing? Is it, is it going away? How do we serve that? We're not going to be perfectly correct on the next 15 years, but let's try to be on the right track. And it seems to me that this is something that just comes down from on high and is just put in the middle of of a neighborhood, and did anyone ask the people there if the, if if it not only if they wanted it, did they need it? Was it going to help them? Autumn has something to say. Well, um, I was going to say maybe you were saying they should put some sort of brochure or something on the train. I mean, it should be touted to the college students as a pub crawl. I mean, it goes by a ton of great bars, you right. know, <laughs> and it's a free thing, yeah, and but it do you stops want, you from driving. Do you want to be the tourist that happens to be on that streetcar when the rest of the people are doing a pub crawl? Come to Atlanta's uh-huh. little, you know, hole-in-the-wall bars <laughs> while you're a tourist. You well, know? I mentioned, you're going to make money that way. Friend, yeah, I mentioned a friend who was a military veteran who was on that. He's a 23-year military veteran. He said, I will never do it again. <laughs> he says, I've never seen... And, and the ambassadors, and I, I saw this myself, they, don't, they, they just sit there. I mean, I guess yeah. they're required to have a presence on, the, on each streetcar, but they're not doing anything. You know, somebody was kind of standing on one of the seats, mm-hmm. and the ambassador just sat there. He didn't say, excuse me, so you're going to break that, yeah. you know? Yeah, no, there's no, that's, that's, a, that's, that's a wider society problem, I think. But uh, mm-hmm. I mean, the person who's the downtown ambassador is not going to mess with some 28-year-old who could handily beat them up. I mean that's just that's just a that's just human nature, and so you end up with people who kind of have government jobs, right? They're they're just there to be there, kind of, and probably <laughs> not not to uh, put some are probably very pre- pleasant, and some may be a little bit law and order, but most people these days, uh, if I if you see some twenty eight year old and they're really acting out, yeah. you're just gonna put they're your, not trained for you're, that. You're gonna put your head down well, and get yeah. off that well, damn thing. You know they are supposed to be ambassadors. Why don't they engage people who obviously look like tourists? You yeah. Know, hey, where are you going? What are you doing? Um, can I help you? Anything like that. The, the, the ride that I took, the ambassador sat in the corner the entire time. Didn't say a word except when I asked him whether there was an ambassador on every train. He said yes. On every streetcar. Yes. Yeah. Well, we have somebody to ignore you on every train, so you can feel. <laughs> so. No, I'm I'm very disappointed. Um, and and if I had gone on there and I had a great ride, it would have been a different thing. You know, I'm 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 perfectly willing mm-hmm. to say, yeah, it's still a boondoggle, but it was a great ride. Oh yeah. No. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it's a free ride to nowhere for no one for nothing. It, uh, the, I, I recommend the article. I have posted it on our website, georgiapolicy.org, and so you can find it there as well, along with a lot of um, the other great works by the Georgia Public Policy Foundation. Well, Benita M. Dodd, I really appreciate your article, and I appreciate you joining us, and I hope in the future you'll join us again. Well, thank you so much, and you have a great afternoon. The Von Hessler Doctrine on News 95.5 and AM 750 WSB. Welcome back. Eric Von Hessler here. Autumn Fisher there. Hi. English Nick over there. Hello. 
We're looking at 78 degrees right now on your Memorial Day weekend Sunday, however you put that. Uh, We're going to hit a high of 82 and gusty winds from time to time, up to 20 miles per hour. So keep an eye out for that. That uh, weather is brought to you by Shoemate, the official air conditioning of summer. Also, it is Sunday. That means AJC. Get your Sunday AJC, the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. This week, an investigation into the risk to your privacy and law enforcement transparency as the use of police body cameras becomes more popular. We have more popular stuff coming on right here. It's been a whole week of outrages, and when we return, it's English Nick and Outrage Corner. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.